I talked to one of the co-coordinators, Pam McKinley, last week. This was pre-recorded, so it's good, nice, good, high-quality pre-record. I talked to Pam. I also talked to Vicky Smith, who coordinated the sounding walks around the Dunedin area at the moment. I'm going to play my interview with Vicky after Pam's interview because it will make a lot more sense once you understand the context of the Art and Oceans exhibit. Uh, there will be a little musical break in between that as well, just to give you a wee break of, of the old art and science talk. Um, and this interview is around about 20 minutes long, so if it's not your kind of thing, totally understand just tune out for a wee while but I found this really fascinating. So this is uh, myself in conversation with Pam McKinley, the co-coordinator for the Art and Oceans exhibit. Enjoy. I'm joined with Pam McKinley in the studio today. Thank you for coming in and chatting to me. Oh, good morning. <laughs> you're all right. <laughs> yeah. um, so you're one of the coordinators for Art and Oceans, which has recently opened in the HD Skinner Annex over at the Otago Museum. Could you tell me a wee bit more about your background and how that relates to the exhibit that's just opened? Um, I'm one of the co-coordinators of the Art and Oceans um, project this year. This is a project that runs for several months. Um, we've been working with 30 artists and 20 scientists to um, look at the complexities of our changing marine environment and the research that's going on um, at the University of Otago and we've got also involved with NEWA scientists, uh, Cawthorne Institute and even scientists in British Columbia. So it's got a really wide reach of research involved. Um, and the artists um, have come from the Dunedin School of Art community and, and also just the general arts community in Dunedin. So could you tell me a wee bit more about those artists first and foremost? Who are we going to see in there? Ah, the artists. Well, um, many of them are graduates of the Dunedin School of Art. Um, there are also staff and um, staff from the Design School and the Art School in Creative Studies in Tewananga or Aotearoa. Um, and also a couple of um, senior students still doing their Masters mm. um, who have been t taking part in this kind of art-science relationship as part of their um, art practice. So um, this is the sixth in the Art Plus Science series um, that have been run in the past from the art school um, in conjunction with the University of Otago. Um, past um, exhibitions have sort of looked at um, space. When the planetarium was opening, we used that as our theme. Um, in the International Year of Light, we looked at light. Wow. Last year we looked at genetics because there was a big international conference coming to Dunedin. Um, and this year we've worked with, uh, we've partnered with Sustainable Seas um, and worked with NEWA scientists. So it's been a slightly more external project this year, but um, we've still got that same groundswell of people involved. Mm. Have you found that the reception so far has been different to the previous six years? Um, the... Uh, it's we've probably had a greater number of artists involved um, and this project runs for a very very long time mm. um, so almost a year and usually we um, have a few artists that drop off for various reasons and um, this year we actually had to cap the artists which was um, a big surprise to us wow. um, and I kept saying to Jenny, oh, don't worry, don't worry, Jenny's my co-coordinator. Uh, don't worry, you know, some, half of them will fall off. But actually, we got to the end of the project and only one person 
hadn't made it to the finish line. So there's been huge, amazing engagement from the artists and the scientists all the way through. Um, we meet monthly, and everyone does a feedback about where they are where they're at at their project in terms of their collaboration with the scientists. And it's just like intellectual candy. It's just um, so much fun. Yeah. And we learn so much um, about each other's work, about each other's practice, and most importantly, about the science. What have you noticed uh, throughout those monthly meetings? How has the process changed over the months? Um, one of the things I've really enjoyed, and particularly this year, is the way the scientists have worked with the artists um, in terms of actually making the works, they've been um, so Blair Thomas, Do uh, Thompson, and uh, Thomas Lord, for example, have used um, water samples from Blair's research um, in the medium for making their paintings. Uh, Holly Hutchinson um, actually used core samples and ground them up to uh, for pigment for her painting. So there's actually the work that's come from the field is actually embedded in, in some of the artwork, which wow. is really exciting. Yeah. yeah. And who are some of those scientists that have been collaborating with the artists? Um, so some of the scscientists are Candida Savage and Emery Jackson from Sustainable Seas. Um, they were some of the lead scientists in this project. Um, Matt Drust um, does core samples off the coast of South Africa. Mm. Um, so that's like really deep time research in terms of what he's bringing to the surface for us to learn about the past. Um, Norman Rags looking at um, mussels um, for the Cawthorn Institute. And mussels have this great capacity to not only in terms of aquaculture, but in terms of their ability to um, be able to take a part in cleaning different parts of the water column. So the research there is actually um, looking at the impact of ocean acidification just on their first 48 hours of life because if um, they can survive that then they go on to have like this amazing um, part in um, actually dealing with some aspects of ocean acidification and climate change. Is that one of the works that stood out to you the most this year? Oh, it's too hard to... They're, they're all amazing. Um, yeah, of course. Is there, is there one that you could tell us um, a bit more detail about, like quite in depth, so we know what to expect if we go along to this exhibit? Um, there, there, there's such a breadth of ideas mm. in there, because um, we go right from fish genetics um, right through to acoustic mapping of the Otago Harbour wow. um, <laughs> to um, looking at... Um, sediment deposits and estuary management out and across all the estuaries of New Zealand. Um, but um, there are a lot of interactive works. Uh, Martin Keane's got uh, work where if you kind of wave your hands in front of it, there's a, an Xbox Connect there and you're, you are actually taking part in creating the artwork um, by your movement, which generates carbon dioxide on the screen and, and its impacts become, um, you know, visible. Mm. Um, Lucy Winton and Meg Van Hale have made these really amazing jewellery pieces which people put on or they can look at um, and they tell a story about abundance of power through to what happens when the ocean becomes too acidic and we lose our kaimawana. Um, Vicky Smith and Carrie McCaw are doing a soundings performance walking um, which um, you're going to talk about a wee bit more yeah. later. 
um, what else have we got? We've got some beautiful, a beautiful artwork by David Green um, looking at uh, a, a really beautiful but super tragic artwork to look at um, about the over-harvesting of um, Spiny Dogfish mm. um, on Cape Cod, which he shot when he was overseas. Um, yeah, there's... Oh, Susan Nunn's... Um, made these the, another little interactive work that you can build your own bryozoan colonies mm. um, so I'm really um, impressed with the way this, the artists have used the science in a way to uh, make artworks that the public can then engage with tactilely yeah. and yeah. use all their senses to actually explore the science um, and spend more time with them in that way yeah. and um, Oh, oh, and there's, we've got some spheres which we brought back from Okamoana, which was a satellite exhibition from Martin Oceans, but it was a little bit odd because we had that um, two weeks ago in the middle of the International New Zealand Science Festival. And we were down at the Community Art Gallery. Mm. And um, in that gallery we told um, the story of the carbon cycle and its impacts on... Um, climate change in terms of global warming and the evil twin of global warming which is ocean acidification and one of the standout works uh, for me from that exhibition was an interactive work um, from the Sandpit Collective, uh, Lynn Taylor and Jenny Rock where um, they had an embossing press and people could um, emboss healthy coccolithophores and unhealthy coccolithophores and I'm going to break that word down I want everybody to know that word it's coco, bean shape Lith, stone, and fours to carry. And these are phytoplankton that literally, um, I think, carry life for us because phytoplanktons make um, between um, 50 and 60% of the oxygen that we breathe. So every second breath that we take was made in the ocean. Oh. And if ocean acidification has its evil way and we don't stop what we're doing, um, then we have to actually think that we're actually going to be starving ourselves of oxygen. Mm. Well, that's very exciting. And because you have all of these um, very, um, all of these parts of the exhibit that you can interact with, do you hope to have a really positive youth engagement with this exhibit? Is that important to you? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's, you know, we, we are living in a time that we borrow from our children mm. and our children's children. And... Um, Really, the youth engagement is key. Um, and, and in many ways, we are the problem, and we've made this problem. I'm an old woman, by the way. <laughs> and, um, and you know, we all need to step up and face what we've done, and we need to start actually doing something about it, um, whether it's, you know, our, our stopping our single-use plastics, um, you know, walking a little bit more, biking, you know, hopping on the bus, you know. Giving up our old bombs of cars, which are got lethal lead <laughs> tailpipes, that kind of thing. Awesome. And I believe that some of uh, the parts of this exhibit are going to end up travelling after this is finished. Whereabouts are they going to go? Um, the first place that we were planning for it to, to travel is the Sustainable Seas um, National Conference. Well, it's an international conference mm. um, in Wellington. Um, at the moment we just feel like we're little hamsters on a running wheel at the moment we've just gone straight from a four day install of Okamwana to deinstalling that to installing at the museum um, at the HD Skinner which is the little stone building not the big museum 
and people get lost so it's good they do. oh yeah <laughs> it's the cute little building in the corner and um and then this monday we're also um talking as part of a national um art and climate change innovation roadshow um there are some scientists coming down from wellington they're stopping at 10 towns or cities throughout new zealand and in each town or city they are talking to activists and um artists sort of in that region about what they're doing trying to do what they're making what are the messages they're trying to get out to the public um so yeah we're still on that hamster wheel for that as well <laughs> yeah. um and Hi, do, you know, <laughs> do you know of anywhere else in new zealand um or abroad or wider wider reaching um that is producing interesting science-based artworks at the moment oh everywhere yeah everywhere. so um uh, particularly um, in relation to art and climate change, there's, um, I, I, sorry, I don't even know where to start. No, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. But um, I'll give another plug. The um, film um, studies and media studies um, are doing, you've got a symposium next Monday. I think it starts at two o'clock and runs till five. And it's looking at art in the Anthropocene. Mm-hmm. Um, straight after that, um, if you toddle down the road to the Fringe Festival offices, there's the Track Zero um, panel talk with the uh, with the scientists from the um, NIWA scientists from Sustainable Seas, mm. and then moving smoothly on from that at 7:30 at the Dunedin Public Art Gallery, there's Semiconductor, which are other artists working um, in that kind of um, tech science art kind of sphere. So yeah. um, Monday. It's all happening on Monday. Lots of local events as well, yeah. which is really great. And, and how, come and see the art exhibition yeah, as well. Of course. HG <laughs> Skin Annex. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go to the actual museum. Um, and how do you think that the marriage between science and art uh, extends and expands upon those fields respectively? I think um, well, art and te- when we science and technology don't act in a vacuum. And I think art is a really good way of mediating... Um, the kind of that cultural side of things you know, the, the data is in I think, the science is in and I think the artists managed to kind of put an easier uh, you know, they put a facade on the data that makes it more um, engaging hopefully mm. for um, the public and what the art is trying to do is, is start a conversation Yeah. so I know for example in Okamoana we had roving storytellers the whole time on the floor of the gallery and people would come in and um, we'd whisk them off on a tour of the artworks before we kind of funnel them off onto these um, hands-on art-making activities. I should mention it was the Science Festival, so it was all aimed at kids. Um, and there's an element of that in Art and Notions whereby people are free to pick up a catalogue and browse it at their own leisure. Or we have gallery sitters rostered on who are happy to leap up out of their seats and go, Hey, let me tell you about all these works. They're amazing. Oh, fantastic. Learn about ocean acidification. Oh, cool. And other stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of exciting stuff yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, and do you believe that this type of artwork really can make a difference in terms of these global crises that they're addressing? Um, I do. Um, one of the things, um, we've only opened for two days on art and ocean, so I don't have a whole lot of things I can talk about in terms of feedback yet but in terms of Okamoana which are my oceans we we live streamed into Hong Kong on Facebook um, somebody arrived in there was asking us about the artwork 
um, one artwork in particular which was called Sweeping Up the Sparrows. And before I knew it, I was standing in front of the artwork with this person and they were introducing me in Chinese. I had no idea what she was saying. And I was streaming into Hong Kong on Facebook. Oh my god! So that was kind of totally unexpected, but amazing. We That's had a incredible. lot of educators coming through going, oh, can we pinch this idea, which was amazing. Mm. Um, yes, please do. Take it away. Take it into your classroom. Um, we, had a, we, actually, we did have a lot of international people through as well. Um, I guess they were here for the science festival mm. um, and lots of kids. And um, kids are amazing. They just ask the darndest questions. <laughs> and we had kids coming back for second days. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, I was going, haven't I seen you before? Oh, yes, we want to come back and do such and such. I went, oh, yeah, sure, sweet. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, that's so sweet. And have, are there any other external events? I mean, we're going to talk a bit later about the sounding walks. Is there mm. anything else going on that's outside of the Skinner Annex? Um, not at the moment. We, we may have, there's another performance called The Bull in the Burning Oceans. Uh, we will do that probably on the closing day. Mm. Um, that's another work that's come from Okamawana and we've brought it back into Art and Oceans um, and it's kind of like a summary of all of the research that happened in the last seven months mm. um, but I'm just waiting for my uh, my actress to come back to Dunedin <laughs> <laughs> and if, Hi, any, if anyone's listening in the audience and they might not be quite sold on going to visit yet what would you say to them someone who might be sitting on the fence still it's really beautiful. There's lots of really nice sounds in there. Um, it's very peaceful if you just want to walk around. It's um, You can learn a lot if you want to actually engage with the gallery sitter who will be leaping up and wanting to tell you things. There are things to play with. Um, I think it's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a kinder way to try and find out about what's happening in our world. Um, rather than the talking heads kind of approach mm. of, I guess, education. Um, it's very visual. Um, we've, again, down at Wakamwana, we, we were working with the Deaf Association sign teacher, um, Bridie Strang, um, and she's taught us a, a little bit of sign as well. So Fantastic. that was. This is a very accessible exhibit as well. Yeah, so. Um, We'll be putting up some videos um, in the next week. I haven't had time to edit them, sorry. Um, to just make that a little bit more accessible to the deaf community as mm -hmm. well. Um, so thank you very much, Brody. She's awesome. <laughs> Is there anything else you'd like to let the audience know? Um, no, just come and see. Come yeah. and have a look. Yeah, and, and mostly, um, yeah, mostly our thing is people don't seem to know where the annex is they think it's the other entrance to the museum on the one way where the Muraki boulders are <laughs> it's not you can't get in that door so we're actually a separate building so that's that's the main thing is um, trying to I don't know short of laying a, a line of dead fish across the museum reserve I'm not quite sure what I can do to kind of draw people's attention to it <laughs> yes. I'm not going to do that Craig <laughs> It's also where um, Martin Phillips' Chills exhibit has just oh, been yes. taken down. Yeah, that was from. cool. Yeah, yeah, so if you went to visit that exhibit, then you're going in the right direction yeah, yeah, towards no, that, was, that, that building. Cool. Yeah. yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today, Pam. Oh, thank you so much for having us. Bye.
And that was Pam McKinley, the co-coordinator for Art and Oceans, which is open now at the HD Skinner Annex. It is closing this Sunday, the 5th of August, though, so make sure you go and check that out before it closes.